Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. This program is sponsored by Yahoo and their media platform, Edgecast. Tune in to the end of this podcast to learn how Edgecast can help your business truly connect with global viewers. Or visit them now at edgecast.com. That's E-D-G-E-C-A-S-T dot com. Keep your eye on Minnesota today as Timberwolves owner Glenn Taylor and incoming co-owners Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez are scheduled to speak publicly about their vision for the team and the organizational's values. Remember, the team dismissed its president last week just before opening training camp. Laurie has been already in the process of examining all facets of the organization, basketball, and business, and many are eager to hear his vision for the team. So keep your eye on that press conference today. And this is your Morning Buzzcast for Monday, September 27th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody had a great weekend. What an intense sports weekend. It seems that each weekend tops the previous weekend. So let's start with the Ryder Cup and what a different U.S. Ryder Cup team. I was struck by a couple of things from this weekend's tournament. How beautifully NBC Sports captured the visuals of whistling straights, the energy of the crowd, but also how dominant the U.S. team was. This wasn't the same vibe of previous Ryder Cups, and this U.S. team just routed the Europeans. A very rare win, crushing the Europeans 19-9. It wasn't even close. The 19 points are a record in a modern format for the event. The other storyline was how young the players were on the U.S. side. The roster included eight players under 30, six who were making their Ryder Cup debut. It was the youngest American team ever for the event, and you had none of the stalwarts like Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson who are so used to watching and who always haven't been that successful at the Ryder Cup. But this young U.S. team, they really crushed the Europeans. I believe they sent a message about maybe a changing tone to the Ryder Cup from the U.S. for the future. A very big and successful weekend for the PGA of America and for the game of golf in the U.S. Now we'll have to see how the ratings fared, especially on the final Sunday when they went up against a pretty captivating day in the NFL. And for the most part, Golf ratings have softened a bit this year. That's reported by our John Aran and Austin Carp in a story hitting today in this week's issue. But overall, a very successful weekend for the PGA of America in staging the Ryder Cup. Let's shift to baseball. It's the final week of the MLB season. There are some great storylines. The American League wildcard still up for grabs. One team that is comfortably in the playoffs are the Tampa Bay Rays. And they are adding some relocation intrigue to the playoffs. The Rays are adding a sign to the back wall at Tropicana Field for the postseason that will tout their plan to split future seasons between Tampa Bay and Montreal. That's according to the Tampa Bay Times. The team will add a sign with a graphic touting some form of Tampa 
Montreal connection. The team said it wants to use the spotlight of October to showcase the team's plan to split their seasons in the future. The team believes that that's the best and possibly only chance to keep the team in the Tampa area long-term. The team said that talks have been progressing well. Some believe an announcement could come as early as November. And the early line is that the Rays would hold spring training and play roughly into early June in the Bay Area and then shift to Montreal for the rest of the season. But overall, this plan, this split season between Tampa and Montreal seems to be gaining momentum. And this sign during the postseason is another indication that the Rays plan to become more public about their plans after the season ends. More news begins to emerge about the Bills' plans for a new stadium. Riding the wave of excitement around the team, the Pagulas, who are owners of the Buffalo Bills, plan to sell personal seat licenses around a new stadium. The Buffalo News reports that Bills season ticket holders will likely first have to pay about $1,000 or more for the ability to buy season tickets. Now, this is not rare. The Buffalo News reports that Bills season ticket holders will likely have to pay first about $1,000 or more for the ability to buy season tickets. Now, this is fairly common in the NFL. The team said they will definitely have PSLs as part of a new stadium, but they believe they will most likely have the lowest PSLs of any new stadium built since 2009. So the Bills riding the wave like other teams of charging for PSLs for a new stadium that would raise significant money that the Pagulas could put towards construction of any new facility. I want to shift to the Olympic world because I found this news on Friday to be of interest. The U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee is still weighing whether it would prefer to bid on the 2030 or 2034 Winter Games. Now, they were looking at Salt Lake City as a potential host for those games. Already, Japan, British Columbia, and Barcelona have stepped up as potential sites for 2030. And while the USOPC is interested in both the 2030 and 2034 games, they haven't decided when they will announce their interest in formally bidding for either one of those games. Now, remember, the most, I would say, overriding factor is how does that impact the LA 28 Summer Games? Remember, they don't want to steal potential sponsors. They have to figure out if there's enough sponsorship revenue out there to support both a 2028 and 2030 games. And they also have to figure out, is there enough energy? Would there be a wave of back-to-back enthusiasm about the games? Or would it be too much Olympics in too short a period of time? All those questions have to be answered before the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee makes a decision on whether to bid for the 2030 or 2034 Winter Games. I think that's going to be a very fascinating decision to keep your eye on. Last week was all about jersey patch deals. There was more buzz around the Washington Capitals becoming the first NHL team to announce its jersey sponsor ahead of the 2022-2023 season. Remember, they did a deal more than a year out, and they did it with Caesars Sportsbook. Now, whenever a team is a first mover like the Caps, it always leads to speculation. Many ping me over the weekend asking about the size of the deal. Well, the size of the deal must have felt right for the Capitals, considering the team felt very comfortable enough to sign a deal so early. Because remember, 
they're a year out before this is even implemented. Remember, the Capitals already have a partnership with Caesars, which runs a sports book in Capital One Arena. Now the team will look to sell a sponsorship patch around its road white jerseys because the Caesars patch is only on the home jerseys. Speaking of jersey patches, the Brooklyn Nets will announce a multi-year jersey patch deal with online brokerage company Weeble. Weeble's logo will go on the Nets jersey, and the company, who is part of the China-based Fumi technology, also gains global marketing rights to the Nets as part of the NBA's international marketing sponsorship program. So Weeble's logo will not just be on the Nets, it'll also be on the Liberty, the G League team, the NBA 2K League team with the Nets as well. So this is new money for the Nets, as this is the first sports sponsorship for Weeble, so a pretty good deal for the Brooklyn Nets. We're seeing a run of jersey patch deals, of course, before the start of training camp and the start of the NBA season. And I found this interesting over the weekend because last week during our Thought Leaders retreat, there was a lot of talk among the leaders attending that event in Lake Tahoe about new sports. What are startup sports or new sports that could gain a new audience and engage with a new type of consumer? One sport mentioned a bit was pickleball, especially around the announcement last week of Major League Pickleball being formed and backed by such sports owners as Mark Lazary. The Boston Globe had a big feature over the weekend on pickleball and noted that with 4.2 million players in the United States last year, pickleball is growing at a rate that is almost unprecedented in the history of American sports. And the audience is younger than you think, as there has been a 21% increase in pickleball players from 2019, with nearly 30% of the core players are under the age of 35. There's always been a perception that pickleball is for older demographics, but not so according to this study. Many think that 2021 could see an even bigger jump in pickleball participation as the sport expands to the south and the northeast. It largely started in the Pacific Northwest. I'll tell you that in my hometown of Charlotte, North Carolina, the tennis courts that I play on are now being remarked for pickleball. Pickleball is very, very popular here in this city. So don't sleep on pickleball. I'm looking to see if there'll be more financial investment around the sport. And finally, I'm going to be in Vegas this week for our sports facilities, franchises, and ticketing symposium. If you're going to be in Vegas, love to say hi to you. Just ping me. Maybe we can get together. In addition, we have our World Congress of Sports in two weeks in New York. That's going to be a great event. And if you haven't had a chance, read the profiles of our 2021 Game Changer honorees in this week's issue of Sports Business Journal. A very impressive group, and I hope you'll join us for our Game Changers conference and ceremony on October 20th at the New York Marriott Marquis. Be a great day for all of our events for the World Congress, for Game Changers. You can register on our website or check out the show notes below. So that is your morning buzzcast for Monday, September 27th. I'm Abe Madcor. I'll be out for the next couple of days. David Albright, our managing editor, will be very ably filling in for me. I'll speak to you at the end of the week. Until then, stay healthy, be good to each other. I'll speak to you down the road. This program was sponsored by Yahoo! Millions worldwide count on Yahoo to connect them to their passions. What you may not know is that Yahoo means business too. Yahoo connects businesses to more growth. 
Edgecast, their media platform, delivers valuable media experiences to viewers worldwide through a secure platform that shares content with speed billions of times per day across all devices. Discover why the world's largest companies rely on Edgecast at edgecast.com. That's E-D-G-E-C-A-S-T dot com. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.